Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast, your home for stories, inspiration, and advice from athletes over 40. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. I'm a later in life athlete who became a roller derby skater in my 30s and a runner and obstacle racer in my 40s. Now I'm an athletic aging coach who helps women over 40 experience the massive life benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age and any fitness background. If that fires you up, keep listening. Let's do this. Hey, hey, seasoned athletes, welcome to episode 96 of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. Now, you may have noticed that I haven't mentioned the episode number in the last bunch of episodes, but today the number 96 is significant, and I'll tell you why. If you're a longtime seasoned athlete listener, you may know that the oldest person I've interviewed to date was 93 years old at the time of our interview. That's Richard Monty Montgomery, and I shared his story back in episode 74. By the way, he's still as fun and animated as the time I talked to him, and we still chat online from time to time. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do yourself a favor and go back and listen. You will love it. But with that said, Today, Monty has to relinquish his spot as the oldest athlete featured on Seasoned Athlete, because today, on episode 96, I'm sharing the story of 96-year-old Betty Lindbergh. Betty started running at age 63 after seeing her daughter finish a local road race. She ran for about seven years before taking up race walking, and she's still at it, not even letting a pandemic slow her down. This year, Betty participated in the USA Track and Field Masters Virtual Event by doing seven road events, setting world records in six of them in the women's 95 to 99 age group. Now, let me tell you, I had so much fun talking to Betty. There's something about the non-genarians that I talk to, the 90-somethings. They are always such a blast. Inspiring, fun, funny, delightful. Betty is all of these and more. In short, you're in for a real treat today. So here she is. Let's get to know 96-year-old Betty Lindbergh. Hi, Betty. Are you ready to drop some seasoned athlete knowledge on our listeners today? Of course I am. Oh, that if makes I don't me... have any, I will drop them. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to drop these nuggets. So everybody just be ready because Betty's got, Betty's got some gems for you today. So um, Betty Lindbergh, welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. And I'm going to start by asking the question I ask all of my guests. And that is, what is your age at this moment in time? I am 96. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so, Betty, you officially take the lead on uh, the oldest guest on the show, which I'm always I'm always looking to expand. But you're the leader now. And what I love about this show is that you know people people claim that proudly. You know, so in a in a world where women are taught to hide our age, you know, I we're here to proclaim that proudly. Yes, you know how it is with. Like kids, when you ask little kids, how old are they? They always say, well, I'm going to have my sixth birthday next month, or I just turned five. And then you sort of go, you know, into your teens and okay, and then you get into that age where you're always 29. Right. And then we get to be in like about 80s, and that's when we say, well, I'm going to be 81 in, in December, or I'm, on my next birthday, I'll be 85. So that's... I'm very proud of being, I mean, I didn't think I'd ever last to 96, but here I am. Yeah. Here you are. You are, you are 
going strong. You're not just lasting. You're going strong. That's what I like. So, you know, here we talk about, you know, living an athletic lifestyle. So, you know, you are, you've been a runner and a race walker, and we're going to get into all of that. But were you athletic growing up? Oh, no, 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 not at all. I mean, when I was growing up, girls didn't do anything except, you know, maybe we threw jacks or maybe played hopscotch or something. But that was about as wild as we got. And it just wasn't the thing that young ladies did. So, no, I did nothing. I was just really the original couch potato. The, the OG original couch potato. So we have all, anyone who's lived that couch potato lifestyle, you were the originator. Yes, right, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you said something interesting that, you know, these were not things ladies did. It was like, it wasn't proper to, to be scrappy, to be athletic at that oh, time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't recall any, any girls in, when I was going to high school and that, and I didn't get to go to college because World War II broke out just when I graduated in 1942. So uh, it was just, I mean, girls just didn't do that sort of things. Yeah. And not, um, not only did the opportunities not exist, it just, yeah. it was discouraged. Oh, yeah, right. And yet here you are <laughs> decades later. So at what point did you start exploring this side of yourself? When I was 63. 63. 63, I, my daughter and my son-in-law needed a ride to the start of the July 4th Peachtree Road Race here in Atlanta, which is, you know, now 60,000 people do it. But back then, I said, well, what are you getting up on July 4th for? I mean, to go do a race. I mean, that's crazy. But I took them there. Talk. <laughs> took them there, and then we went down to the park where it ended, and that the wheelchair people come whizzing by, you know. And then the really good racers, I mean, those that are there for the big bucks, and then those people that just want to, you know, set a PR. And then came the mob people. And I, see, I sat there and thought, well, I can do that. So I came home and I started walking in the neighborhood. My dear husband joined me, but he always said he was not going to punish his body like that. <laughs> it was not his thing. It, it was, wasn't it was, his thing. My no. husband has told me that too, before, too, <laughs> yeah. uh, during, during a race we were running together. This is not my thing. This is your yeah. thing. Well, that's what, how I started. And I just do it in my neighborhood. I practice and that. I, I love that. I, I love how you went from waking up and, and thinking, like, why would anybody do this on the 4th of July and just watching it and thinking, well, sure, I could do that. <laughs> and for those listening, you know, a big thing that we like to to share here on Seasoned Athlete is that you're never too old and it's never too late. And there are people who are much, much younger than 63 listening who might think, well, it's too late for me if I haven't started already, but you're proof that you can start anytime. Well, I, I did go to my doctor and said, no, I'm going to start running. Is it okay? And he put me on a treadmill and I did okay on that. So he said, go ahead and go. 
So, I mean, I advise that. So, yeah, you were very smart about it. So, yeah, always <laughs> in any exercise program, if you're going to start at any stage of life, you should consult with your physician, definitely. So, I'm glad you were start, you were smart about it. Uh, so, where did that lead you uh, from from watching that race? What what did you do next? Well, I well, I did I joined the Atlanta Track Club, which is here in Atlanta, and uh, they they have various races all year long that you can take part in. And uh, so I started doing their races and that's how I did it. I mean, I just uh, decided, you know, this is it. And, and I was, I was usually the old, well, I was the oldest one even then. Yes, right. I, I was, yeah. Even back then I was the oldest one doing it. So that's how I got started. Were you the oldest one by by a lot, or were there others that at least were? You know, yeah, no, it's amazing. I look at I have some of the records from back then, and uh, it, people in their sixties, you know, sixty seven, sixty eight, when I was doing it, we were there was nobody over older than that doing races. So we've just during the last what thirty some years we've got it up to the 90s. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You know, I have interviewed people who um, hold records for running uh, 5k distances in their 70s and their 80s. Um, And so yeah, that has become more prevalent. Um, You know, the age groups tend to be still pretty small as as you get older, as you get into the 80s and 90s, but it's happening, like it's becoming more popular. And you seem to be a trailblazer in this. Well, you know, we we uh... In USA track and field, you'll compete in the five-year age groups, of course, because they know as you get older, you get slower and you get less strength than that. So it's always, so I'm in the 95 to 99 women's age group now. Isn't that great? Quiet 99. <laughs> I know that that age group exists. And are there, are there others in your age group typically, or are you... Well, there must be because there are some records for that. Oh, you're like, there's some records I'm trying to beat here. Yeah. And then, of course, there even are a few that in their hundreds that uh, yes. still fall out there. It's yeah. amazing. I love this. And I love that it's it's just more, it's becoming more and more common and more and more encouraged uh, with, you know, things like the senior games and the senior Olympics. And, and there are competitions for athletes. 50 above 60 above 70 above so it's it's great that you have you you know compared to your childhood where yeah. it didn't exist and it was discouraged but you have a place now yeah. to do yeah. these things <laughs> it's so great so let's talk about some of the records that you have earned because you have earned some records over time right well yes see when i was 91 i set a record in the 800 which has been surpassed since then but at least i did uh, see what what else did I do? I I, I haven't written down because my memory isn't that great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a written record of this stuff. I mean, I forget some of the things I've done, and I'm 46. So <laughs> yes, when I was in the 1994, I set a USA record for the 400 meter, and then last year, is that is last year? vaguely I can remember last year 2019 yes I did the indoor and I set a record world record to do the mile and I set a record the USA record for the 200 so I've done that I like it you're just checking them off your list I got the 200 I got the 400 (laughs) I gotta go and get the 800 again Uh, (laughs) and the 800 by the way like 
it's that's a that's a challenging distance um that's a killer because you can't start out fast you have to take it easy because you get around that you start around that second time and you get you know you've got a few more miles meters to go yeah yeah 200 is a dream but 800 is you gotta you gotta it's 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 a it's a thing so um so you started you were you were running for about seven years and then you moved into race walking right yes i i found i i was running for a few blocks and then i'd have to walk and then i'd run a few more blocks and then i'd have to walk and then i saw some race walkers at a race and it seemed like that this was the way to go so i took lessons in it and so I did race walking for a number of years. Now I probably would be DQ'd if I were in a real race walk in that, but I, I I do a pretty fast walk. So is it you'd be DQ'd based on on form, or I, I don't know the, I don't know the rules of race walking. No, race walking's got the two rules, yeah. But uh, no, I don't follow the rules anymore. Well, but, you don't have to. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I mean I just keep moving as fast as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're still at it. So let's talk about this year because this year has been different, uh, you know, COVID and, and quarantine. And so, uh, you know, these, the races that you've been doing all of a sudden aren't existing the way they did. So what have you done to keep, keep up your movement, keep up your, your status and your streak. What have you been doing this year? Well, I sort of, we, my daughter and I sort of got going when we thought that the, the July 4th Peachtree Road Race was in existence. And so we started in the early part of the year to, to meet every about three to four times a week and uh, do some miles in the neighborhood. And then, of course, when the Peachtree got moved to Thanksgiving, and then it got to be a virtual, while well, we, we still met, you know, met in that, but uh, they did have the USA Track and Field had a master's virtual in August. And so, I well, I, I looked down the thing, they, they had a 50 meter and a 100 meter, 200, 400, 800, a mile, a 5K. I checked them all off. Hey, <laughs> when I did them all, <laughs> you did them all. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. My daughter sort of was with me in that, and we had a my one got a iPhone, the latest iPhone, and got a watch and that, and so we could you can judge you know record your distance yes time on that, and so we'd start out, and if I had a good time in in one of those. Then we send it in. And so I finished all seven of them. That's amazing. I believe I set a record, world record in all six of them. What? (laughs) But I mean, the world, it it isn't official because it was virtual. You know, you can't. But uh, I'm going to, when they start them again, actual i'm going to give them a try that's for sure yeah but the thing is everybody's doing virtual this year so i think you're you know even though it's not an official official record i say it counts 
because everybody's, you know, it's a, it's a fairly level playing field that everybody's dealing with, but just to make it clear. So again, in August, you did the USA track and field masters virtual event, seven road events from 50 meters to a mile. Is that 5k? Oh, 50 meters up to 5k, but every single one, you did every single one and you got six world records. I hope I I guess I did. I guess, you're so humble. You're so humble. I guess I did. <laughs> um, I hope people listening that like I love stories like this because, like, if I know people have been struggling with exercise during the pandemic and being motivated and being inspired during the pandemic and thinking, you know, I've had people that are like, virtual races aren't real races. I can't do that. But I'm like listening to you, and it's like, look. <laughs> You'll have to go out and do the distance. I mean, you set a goal and you check it off. Like you're like, I want to do each of these. And you set a challenge for yourself, which is a challenge that people half your age are probably scared of doing, but but you're doing it and it shows what's possible. Yeah. And it shows, and, and you've, you know, you've only been running or walking, doing this since your sixties, but it's showing that movement creates more movement and it keeps you keeps you going as long as you want to go i always say you've got to keep moving yes you stop you're going to end up in your recliner eating bonbons reading through romances and just (laughs) not doing a thing you're just going to be sitting there that's not a future you want right (laughs) i almost ended up doing that though because in september First of September, or third of September, I went out to pick up newspaper. I leaned over, picked it up, got up, and my left leg hurt. I mean, it really hurt. And you just don't make a doctor's appointment nowadays, you know, because they can't see everybody and that. So it took until November 5th for me to get a steroid injection miraculous right no more pain in my life <laughs> but from september to november i couldn't go out and do anything oh my goodness I thought, i'm sitting in my recliner i'm eating bonbons i'm reading through <laughs> just like i said i was gonna do self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy bonbons and true romance <laughs> you have a very clear picture of of the future you don't want <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that was the longest time I've ever been, you know, not moving and that, but it just hurt too much. But anyhow, now I'm back to it. Now I'm- you're back to it. You're back to it. No signs of stopping. Nope. So I like to talk about highs and lows um, in, in a, you know, an athletic life career, whatever we want to call it. And, you know, in, in the time that you've been doing what you've been doing, what would you consider to be a... Uh, like your worst race day? Do you have a memory of a race day that just like things things didn't go well for you um, or didn't go the way you wanted them to? I think every race I've ever entered, the worst thing is getting up in the morning. <laughs> just getting there. I'm, I'm retiring. I get up when I wake up. But on okay. day, you have to get up at a certain time. I set two alarm clocks to be sure I get weapon up. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think that is the worst thing that I've had. I can't remember any race that once I got up and got to the race, I did the best I could. 
I love that. I love that. And you know, it's, it's definitely that fine line between you being at an age where it's like, I get to do what I want. You know, I'm 96 years old or whatever you were at the time. I get to do what I want, but the race people say you have to be here at this time. So that's the only time in your whole life where you don't get to do what you want, (laughs) (laughs) where somebody else is telling you where to be and when to be there. But once you're there, you're doing what you want. That is true. Yeah. I love that. So what would you say is your greatest lesson from that? What, what lessons do you have to share about, about this compromise that you have to make in your life? Well, I guess it, you've, you've got to answer that alarm clock when it goes off. You've got to get up. Because, I mean, I, I remember, let's see, where's my little thing from a magazine that I had once? And it said, and this always inspires me, it says, that 98% of winning is get, getting to the start. Yes, showing up, you, showing up. Showing up. You don't worry about how many people are going to finish ahead of you, how many people are going to be faster than you, but you have trained for this and you're going to do the best you can. Yes. And that's going to be it. That's such a great mindset. And it's something I, you know, as a competitor myself, something I've had to remember and I've had to have reminded to me that, you know, even on your worst day, even on your worst race, you're still, you're still finishing ahead of the person who didn't go, didn't make it there, who didn't get off the couch, who's sitting on the couch, eating bonbons and reading true romance novels. You know, you finish ahead of that person. And so that's something to be proud of. So, so yeah, showing up is, is, is 98% of, of participating or, or, you know, winning. Yes. So, um, and maybe, you know, I'm curious about your answer to this question. Uh, what was your best race day, your favorite? Oh, mercy sakes. Oh, they're all my favorites. Oh, Betty, I love you. (laughs) I started on my finish. There's never been a race that I, that I didn't finish. Oh, that's so great. Well, I mean, once you get out there, I mean, you, you can't, you can't stop. You, you, I mean, you can't just decide, well, I, I, I just don't feel good today. I'm not going to finish this. You keep going. That's right. You dig deep. You find that <laughs> you find that strength and you dig deep, right, Betty? Yeah, right. You are in your nineties. You've been, you've been participating in competitive events since your 60s. So you would, you know, by traditional definition, you are a late in life athlete. What types of unique challenges do you face doing what you do at your age or at the ages you have done these things? What types of, what, what, what is, what makes it challenging or harder? Well, let's see. I don't think there's anything harder than what, what I've done already. I guess you don't have a you don't have a basis of comparison. No, I mean I've been lucky. I've been blessed. I don't have any diseases. You know, there are always those terrible diseases. I have no cure, like cancer, Parkinson's, and that sort of thing that that hit people. And I mean, you you don't ask for it. You just get it, and mm-hmm. you, you you can't get cured of it. And I've been just very blessed that I haven't had anything like that. I don't take any medications. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm just very lucky, I guess. Yeah, you're lucky. You're fortunate, and it's—I mean—it's opened up this door for you to be able to basically do what you want to do. You know, push yourself as hard as you're—you want to push yourself. 
and and go after these records and say, you know, I, I think this would sound fun to do, you know, seven distances in a virtual race um, and then go and do them. Um, so, uh, you know, you have such a great attitude about all this. And I think it's it's something everybody needs to hear because so many people look for excuses for to not do these things. Um, and you're out here like, no, it's, it's there's no bad days. There's there's. There's, there's no not winning. There's no, you know, there's no disadvantage to doing this, which is fantastic. So here's a different twist on that question. What advantages do you feel you have being someone who started later and is, is participating in, in competitive athletic endeavors in your seventies, eighties, and nineties? What advantages do you bring to the table that somebody younger may not have? I guess I just, I don't know not to do it, not to try. <laughs> if it's there, I'm going to try it. Uh, everything is your Everest. <laughs> you got to get out there and try it. And then you may, I've never been the last person in any race, but uh, there, I know there are many times that uh, there are many younger people in me that, you know, have take longer to do a race and that but, uh, but at least they were out there trying yes so. and that's 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 so important I just your carefree attitude has served you very very well in all of this I think just just being so open-minded that's that's what I'm getting from you is you're you're very open-minded and very willing to try anything and that's you know I interviewed a 93 year old man named Monty Montgomery and he had a very similar attitude he started later he does he's he does uh, obstacle races and and went skydiving for his 90th birthday and so he's tried all sorts of crazy things but i see a similarity in you too in that you know you're just willing to try whatever sounds fun so I, I like that. So yeah, Monty Montgomery was in, a, in an earlier episode and, and you both are just sharing such important, powerful lessons about pushing past all of the mental garbage that so many people think of that hold them back. And it sounds like you don't have that. Well, I can, I can see it's in there in their 50s or 60s and never have run. I mean, I don't tell them or I wouldn't advise them to go out and try to do a 5K one day. I mean, you've got to go out and do a block away from your house and come back. Do that for a week. And then the next week, go a little further and come back. You, you've got to train for it. You build up. You build up. Yeah. Go out and do the big, the big races that, 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 you know, to begin with. You just yeah. got to be careful. And that's what you did. You started where, where you were yeah. and you built from there. And that's, that's smart advice for anybody at any age is that you start where you are, but you are showing what's possible that, you know, you're doing, you're doing all sorts of distances that so many people half your age haven't even thought to do. Um, and the, and they're not crazy out of control distances. They're all doable to everybody, but you build up to get there. And you've shown that if you do that, you can continue doing that at any age. Well, I will say I sort of the very first rate really, the big long race was the Peachtree Road race, which is the 10K, which is 6.2 miles. I mean, I'm about halfway through it, and I keep saying to myself, you're never going to do this again. This is the last time you're going to do it. This was my 30th time doing the Peachtree Road race <laughs> in this year. 
But I, every year, I mean, the last three miles are mostly uphill in that race. And so you get where you just say, never again, never again. You finish and you say, now next year, I've got to train a little more. <laughs> I, I, I was nodding. I don't know if you can see me. <laughs> I was nodding so hard because I've had so many races like that. I mean, I ran, I ran my first marathon earlier this year, right before Ooh. everything shut down. Um, and during the race, I, it was just like that. It's like, this hurts. I, I am in terrible pain. Uh, why would I, 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 I don't think I'll ever do this again. And then a year later, it's like, maybe I will. Maybe, maybe I'll do that again. Maybe I want to get a better time. So that's your, your, your story is the, the athlete, the runner story, whenever they reach for a new distance and that it's like, oh, this is painful and awful. Never going to do it again. How soon can I sign up? No, I used to do half marathons and my husband always worked at the finish line. And I can remember finishing that. And I would go, I say, that's the last one I'm ever going to do. I'm going to do and uh, we had a van and I have to climb up into that van and all oh, my legs would be hurting so and about you know two miles two miles on the way home I'd say now next year I know I've got to start training or right you <laughs> so, learn I mean you I just never learn do you right right <laughs> you learn how to make it better but you never really learn <laughs> you forget what you just said and then uh, you know here's something I like to say and let me know if you feel the same way but I've run you know everything from a 5k race to uh I did an, an ultra obstacle race which was 30 miles with obstacles and it took me 13 hours and somebody asked me you know how sore were you from from that ultra race. And my answer was as sore as I was when I ran my first 5k. Um, yes. <laughs> do you, do you feel kind of a similar way where it's like, whatever? I mean, how you how sore that- can you get? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's all relative to where you are at that time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we start just, and we're kind of going back to your point that you start wherever you are. Yeah. And even if that's walking a block and it's going to make you really tired, but then you start pushing just a little bit farther and a little bit farther until the next thing you know, you are able to run a 5K or a 10K or a half marathon or marathon. And then you're that soreness that you feel at that new distance will remind you of that first block, the first time you went around the block, right? Right. Yes. I, so, so it's good to know that my theory at, at age 46 holds up at age 96. <laughs> so- what, 46? You've got, what, 50 more? Years? I have 50 more years, at least. Oh, at yeah. least. More yeah. than that. And that's that's one of my favorite things about interviewing people in their, you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s. It reminds me that I'm just getting started. <laughs> I'm a baby in all this. So, and I hope my listeners feel the same, whatever age they're at. You've got so much time. So you start where you are and you see where it takes you because you yeah. never know. And Betty, you're, you're living proof of that. So, uh, what advice do you have for other people who might be around your age or maybe in their 60s, like when you started and, you know, uh, have maybe thought about this, but think, you know, but I'm too old or it's too late or I'll never get there. What advice do you have for those people? My advice to them is, is to throw that idea away and just get out there and try. I mean, what, what more can you do? You've got to try. And like I say, you just a few few blocks, you come back home. Next week, you go further. You go further as time goes on. I mean, don't give up. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. You just got to keep moving. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's, that's, that's been your whole story since you got started. Just, just keep moving. It's like, you're getting records by chance because your attitude is like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy I could do this. And then you're just like snapping up these world records. In the I know, I'm accepting record of the 800. I didn't even know there were records. I mean, I wasn't that with it, you know. But I, the, the day after I'd done it, I got a call and they said, you know, you set a world record last night when you did the 800. So that's when I started looking up, you know, USA and world records and that. And so, okay, I've got to do this now next time. Okay. Now you, now you, now you want now, now I've got to check on it and see. <laughs> now I'm hungry for records. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how frequently are you doing virtual races now? Well, the, the last one I did was the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And that, that's the last one for this year. I don't know any but any others that the track club is putting on although they've, they've got on january 1st well that's next year yeah i signed up for the resolution run i'll do that like but, new years yeah and yeah. How, how many around you know if you don't know the exact number but about how many virtual races have you done this year seven eight about eight at least eight virtual races, which I think yeah. is more than I've done. So <laughs> more than a lot of people have done, but that's, I, I love that. Again, your attitude has really served you this year. Whereas so many people have been thinking my races are canceled. So I guess I'm not doing this, but then they lose their motivation oh, yeah. to exercise. And you're just looking for as many as you can do because you just, you, you love moving and you love challenging yourself like that. Right. Right. I, I mean, you just, when, I, when my leg, leg started hurting, I still, I, I met with my personal trainer three days a week, and I'd limp into the gym, you know, okay, what can we do with it? You know, how can we do, what can I do that still with this bum leg and that? And so I kept going to him until November 5th when I got the steroid injection. I, my immune system went you know, down to nothing. So I thought I better not go to the gym even anymore. Right. So, but, uh, but and I'd be within three days a week and my daughter and I would go up for three days a week. And so we took a day off. Yeah. So you still meet with your trainer three days a week? Saturday, I had to go get my hair done. All right. You got to get you. That's important. Taking care of yourself, looking good. That's important. So you still meet with your trainer usually three days a week? No, and I haven't since November. Okay. Because I just... Like I said, the steroid injection took my immune system down to oh, got it, got it, nothing. So it was worth taking a chance going to the gym, although he's very careful. But yeah, but that's, well, that's I'm, smart. I'm gonna start up with him again in January. And then what? What are your workouts generally like with your trainer? What types um, of things are you doing? Everything from lifting weights to doing your legs to stepping to lunges to. Uh, sit-ups and the last thing every time is planking mm -hmm. ah, planking <laughs> planking i did a four minute plank one Betty? time <laughs> what, what, i'm but sorry I mean, that was not normal <laughs> i mean usually it's a minute or maybe two minutes or maybe i did a three minute but that one day i was just planking well let me say you got four minutes Betty. well okay i'll collapse now <laughs> Wow, you keep surprising me. <laughs> and then, you know, how has your, you, you do all this strength training, which is so important. 
as we age and particularly for women as we you know we if you don't do it we lose bone mass we lose muscle mass how has how has this cross training helped you in your racing oh because i mean you've got your body has to be strong too i mean it isn't just your legs that can't keep moving but your core and your arms and your your brain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh, your brain's a big, big part of it. Yeah, that's right. So I just, I mean, I just felt that I, I was staying in, in shape. And uh, I know since I haven't been able to go see them, I feel like, well, I do my exercises at home, but I, I don't do it as long as he did. You right. Know? And so I've got to get back to him and get started again. Yes. But, a trainer but, will typically push you harder than you will push yourself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's important. And good on you for seeing the benefit of that. Seeing the benefit of, of having someone in your corner, yeah, help you. And and it's it's showing in everything you do that it's keeping you, at peak condition, at ninety six. It's incredible. My walker. I don't have to have a walker, and I don't have to have a cane. That's right. Oh, I'm so fortunate. I mean that. Yeah, it's just, and, and it, it's fortunate, but you, you're doing the work, like you're, you're putting in the work to keep yourself in that, in the position to not need these aids, uh, yeah. because you're, you're working on your strength, you're building your strength, you're challenging yourself and you are everything that I, that I base my whole life around, <laughs> so, you know, helping people see that in themselves. And I'm so glad we're getting this chance to talk so that people can hear it directly from you. Cause you're, you're just, you're proof, everything you say, it's, it's fantastic. Thank you for doing what you're doing and showing what's possible. What are your competitive plans for the future? What are you looking forward I'm to? I'm hoping well, with the track club, if they can start getting their races again, you know, actual races, I'm going to enter them all. Like I've entered the one on, on January 1st. Yes. And that they'll just have a certain number of people out in, in each time so that we'd stay up, apart and that right so, and uh, they have different times and they in fact i like the resolution run because it started at 11 o'clock in the morning. okay now we're talking <laughs> yeah that people wouldn't want to get up too early on thanksgiving or on new year's day, new year's day yeah but uh, now i think i'm stick a schedule for 9 20 this year to do it and that's so, something no we're going to try to to get 20, 21 miles run. See how many times they can get 20, 21 miles run. So I'll be, I'll, I'm just going to be doing a mile and a half. Okay. I was yeah. like, you're about to do 21 miles? No, no. <laughs> We're adding it up. Oh, uh, got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, for 2021. Got it. I'm just curious about uh, your nutrition. So are there certain things that you, that you eat to help you with your, with your performance in these types of events? That I'm not good at. I don't like vegetables and I don't <laughs> like fruit. And again, you've reached an age where you're going to do what you want, right? I can, I can eat when I want to. Oh, I like blueberries and raspberries. So okay, I there you go. I like broccoli and spinach. And this all sounds like vegetables, Betty. down once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you just said to me are vegetables and fruits that you claim you do not like. <laughs> I mean, I don't chop up stuff or let right. salads, you know, every day. I mean, so I have a salad once in a while in that. But uh, I, I, it, I've often thought, how much better could I be 
if I really watched my nutrition, if I really right. fed my body the things that people say are good for it. But I, like I say, I'm old enough now I can eat what I want to and right. still survive. So. And you know what, Betty, you're doing all right. You're getting out there and moving, you're taking care of yourself, you're lift, you're, you're lifting weights, you're strength training, like yeah, yeah, you're doing all right. You're doing all right. Before we wrap up, I, I asked this question of all my guests. Um, if you could leave us with one parting piece of wisdom, what would that be? Well, my parting words of wisdom are what I always say. You've got to keep moving. That, I mean, that's my solution to it. It's so if simple. You quit. If you quit. If you, I mean, it, you're going to go wind down and not be able to do anything because, boy, I tell you, it, it's where it's not easy to move your legs and that so just keep moving that's perfect that's perfect advice and that's that's how you live it's it's you you get up and you move and you discover what you're capable of just by doing that you discover that you're able to do things that you never imagined you could do could you if you were to talk to even 55 year old betty if she could see what you're doing now what would she say what would she say? Yeah, like younger, younger you. What would she say if she could see what you're doing now? Well, I don't know what she'd say. She'd probably, how did you start? Why do you do it? Why do you do it when you can? Nobody just sitting, like I say, sitting in your recliner eating bonbons. <laughs> She's like, I'm living a good life eating bonbons. Have you seen these true romance novels? They're great. What are you doing? <laughs> and then what would you tell her? What would you tell her? I'd tell her to get her butt out the door and start walking. Yes! <laughs> Put on some shoes, good shoes. Good shoes, it's important. Good, good, good walking shoes and just go out and do a block, come back. Next week, don't do blocks and that. Yep. You've yep. got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. Perfect yep. advice and a great way to wrap up this conversation. You know, I'm, I'm going to ask, is there, are you online at all? Are you on any social media? Uh, is there a way that people could see, follow what you're doing? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I have my little computer here and I get my email and you don't have to share your email if you don't want to. Um, I will say I, you know, there, if, if people Google your name, uh, there's a bunch of articles about what you've done. Um, yeah, and so, yeah. yeah. So the I've got, club has been very generous and they're listing, you know, when I do something, they, yeah. And so that's how I found out about you from probably one of those articles. And so if you want to see more detail about what, what Betty has accomplished, uh, just, go, just look up her name and you will find all sorts of things, um, you know, articles. And I mean, you are worth celebrating, Betty. So I'm glad that you are being celebrated. Well, thank you. So uh, Betty, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I know we had some, we had some, uh, technological, we didn't know if we'd be able to make it happen, but we did. And I'm so glad we did. So it's another accomplishment to add to your list of distinguished accomplishments is making zoom work, which, you know, I know that can be, that can be tough for everybody right now. So thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing your inspiration, sharing your, your amazingly positive attitude. And what I'm hoping is that your story will inspire someone listening to, to get up and move maybe for the first time, or maybe just, just to get up and move today. But um, 
you know, you've made, you've made the most of this year and a year full of canceled races. You've made the most running a ton of virtual races, getting a bunch of world records. It's, it's made me so happy to sit and talk to you today. So thank you again for being on the Season Athlete Podcast. Well, thank you, Robin. Now is the time to take the inspiration you get from this podcast and do something with it. And a great way to start is by joining my free Ageless Women Athletes Facebook community. This group is for women over 40, or those who are almost there, who want to stop feeling old and start living ageless. Inside the group, you'll meet women like you who will lift you up when you're down and cheer on your every win. You'll also get immediate access to videos, trainings, and tools to help you move well, feel great, and pursue the types of goals you never imagined were possible for yourself. In short, the Ageless Women Athletes community is here to help you age like an athlete, however that looks for you. To join, go to seasonedathlete.me and tap the bar at the top of the page. We'll see you inside the group.